helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Hi, this is Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services, and I want to thank you for joining us on this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today we have another interesting show lined up for you. Today's show is titled Building Healthy Families. So stay tuned, we are going to be sharing some ideas from scriptures and we'll be looking at Genesis 25 and Genesis 37 to give you some ideas of what not to do and, and things and we'll be filling in some ideas on what to do to towards building a healthy family. As you will see from the show as we go through the show today that many times we uh, subconsciously uh, do things that affect the health of our families. And we want to make sure that we are very mindful as we interact with our spouses and as we interact with our children, that we are doing things that are going to be setting them up for emotional, spiritual, and even financial success later on in life. So stay tuned because we are going to be going into into those uh, areas in a little while. But before I do so, let me welcome those of you who are first-time listeners. Thank you for joining us today. We are on every Monday morning at 9.30, so be sure to tune in again next week at 9.30 when we'll have another interesting show to present. If, if you're not familiar with Elim, we're a professional counseling organization. Yes, we have trained psychotherapists that works to bring mental health to people and to help uh, help to improve relationships. So if you're in need, if you feel that your relationship needs to be spiced up a little, you need to work through some difficulties, you feel like you're just not getting the love that you that you want, give us a call at 613-699-1677 and we'll be very happy to help you. Maybe you have a situation where someone in your family is struggling with some kind of mental illness and you're not sure how to deal with it. We are very equipped in, in helping you walk through that difficulty. So again, the number is 613-699-1677. You can also find out more about us by going to our website, at elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M as in man, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Again, elimcounselingministry.com and the number 613-699-1677. One thing that sets us apart from uh, other counseling ministry is that we offer our services on a sliding scale. So maybe you're listening to this show and you have tried to get counseling before, but you just could not afford it, and you're thinking, uh, yes, this is all good and well to know about Elon, but I don't think I can afford it. Give us a call because we uh, are able to offer a subsidized rate. And so many people who are turned down in other centers were able to get help, help through us. If you have listened to this show and you have benefited from this show and you have sent us donations that have helped us to to offer those subsidized rates, we want to thank you very much for your for your help. And if you have not yet donated and you have benefited from this show or you know someone who have benefited from this ministry, then we would like to encourage you to consider making a donation to us. Donations help us to keep our doors open as we provide this very vital service to those who are in need of help. 
And again, we are a Christian organization, so we we provide counseling. We provide counseling from a spiritual, biblical perspective. So again, thank you very much for for listening. For those of you who are faithful listeners week after week, welcome again and stay tuned. We are going to have another interesting show. If you've just joined us, it's on building healthy relationships. And without further ado, let me welcome my co-host to you, Melissa. It's great to join you again week after week, Michael. I, I've said to listeners many times before, I always love joining you because I always get information for myself out of today's uh, out of our topics. And today's topic, I'm sure, will be no exception. But before we get into today's topic of building healthy families, you wanted to remind the listeners of a program we highlighted last week that has been designed by Elam Counseling Ministries here in Ottawa, and it's being offered for the first time, and it's the STEPS program. If you can remind us a little bit about what this program is, who's it for, and when does it start, uh, it would be great. Yes, thank you, Melissa, for reminding me about this very important program. This program is a program designed to help uh, people go through, people who who typically experience the winter blues at this time of the year, to help them to go through uh, this period in, in a very healthy way. So the STEPS program is is a depression support group to help uh, overcome symptoms of depression during our long winter months. The, the, the steps, the word steps is an acronym that comes from the word spirituality. The first S is for spirituality. The T is for thoughts. The E is for exercise. P is for people or, or overcoming isolation, people in the sense of being with people. And S is for sleep. So these five areas, these important areas, have been shown to be key to fighting depression. And so what we what we are doing in this 12 weeks program is to help the participants of this group to be healthy in each of these areas. We'll be we'll be offering uh, spiritual uh, spiritual insights, spiritual ideas from scriptures that can help with fighting depression. We will be using cognitive behavior therapy tools to help overcome negative thoughts. We will be also monitoring weekly exercise programs to help client to help the clients who sign up for this program to make sure that they their their bodies trigger the the own uh, depression fighting hormones that God has created us with. And so we want to, to help people to be able to exercise in a way that's going to help the body to heal, the mind to heal itself. And we also want to take people out of isolation. So the peace for people where we are going to, first of all, this group is going to be about community. So people immediately being in this group is going to have a community with the other members of this group that's going to build friendship over this period of 12 weeks. And we also want to monitor sleep. The last S is for sleep. So yes, that's the steps of the depression overcoming depression support group program and the 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 last s for sleep as i said we are going to be helping people to come up with ideas giving them tools to to overcome sleeplessness and to make sure that they get the rest that they need so that their bodies can can heal and that they can have health in mind. So we are very excited about this program. We think this is going to become a cornerstone of the Elam ministry. And yes, we still have a few spots remaining. So if you'd like to be a part of this 12-week program, then give us a call. Don't hesitate. 
613-699-1677. And so without further ado, we're going to get into today's topic, which is of huge interest to me about building healthy families. Um, I've said to the listeners before, I have small kids at home, so I'm always interested in tips that I can apply in my own life. And like we do often on this program is we like to look to the Bible for our inspiration uh, for the topics that we cover, and today's no exception. So you've drawn from two pretty, I just call them famous biblical characters and biblical stories from the book of Genesis in Genesis 25 and Genesis 37 to help us um, and the listeners build on some tools and tips that can hopefully help us as we try to build healthy families in our own homes. So for those who may not off the top of their head know what is in Genesis 25 and 37, (laughs) if you can remind us about who we're talking about when we talk about those verses. Yes, in Genesis 25, we have Jacob as a son. And in Genesis 37, we have Jacob as a father. And I think in those two passages, we have a lot of important information that can be applied in a psychological way to help us build healthy families or help us to avoid things that that cause division in family that that cause unhealthy state of minds in family in families and so what we are going to do today is not necessarily read uh, chapter 25 and chapter 37. Thank no, God. You it, must it'll be, be a saying, Bible study be, at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we don't want to necessarily read the entire two chapters, but if you haven't done so, we would encourage you to take the time to look at the, 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 the chapters in more detail. But what I want to do is to use chapter 37, just the first five verses, and I'll read those five verses. And then what I'm going to do as we go through this episode today is to extract extrapolate from Genesis 25 and make a comparison to Genesis 37 and show how Jacob's childhood and what he experienced as a child in, in Genesis 25, the, 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 the what we read about in Genesis 25, how it later affected him as a father and uh, how many of that dysfunction that was carried on from his childhood in Genesis 25 uh, took place at a subconscious level and continued to wreak havoc. So I think this show is a very important show because what we are dealing with today is a way in which you can break negative generational patterns by becoming aware that they exist, by becoming aware of their destructive potential, and by taking steps to break those patterns. So Genesis 37 reads, And Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph being 17 years old and feeding the flock with his brethren. And it continues to say, And the lad was with the sons of Bilhah, and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wife. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. So we have a situation where we have uh, we have Joseph, who is now 17, Joseph, Jacob's son. And he is in this situation where he's having this relationship, very close relationship with his father, where he is telling stories to his father about what his older brothers are doing. But not only that, in verse 3 we are told, and I won't read the rest of it, but in verse 3 we are told that 
Joseph was given a very a, a coat of many colors by by his father Jacob, and we are we are told that he may he, he, that Jacob in in the story he loved he loved Joseph more than he loved his other sons. So we have a situation that is set up in 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 this story. If we if we take those those verses so far, I sort of uh, paraphrase down to verse three of what give you an idea of what's happening down to the verse three in the story. We see a very unhealthy situation, and we'll get we'll get into that. But we are going to see how even in the next generation, his son, how Joseph was also displaying many of those some of those qualities that his father displayed earlier on, and that without even realizing it. Mm -hmm. And so you can already see this picture setting up of dysfunction within this family. They've had someone outwardly named as the favorite. And so where is this coming from for Jacob in terms of how this is set up, that he's this dad, he's starting to play favorites, things like that. Where is that coming from for him? If we look at Genesis 25, we're told that when Isaac had these twin boys, you know, uh, Esau and Jacob, that Esau, we're told that Esau was a hunter. He was a man of the field. And we're told that Jacob was the kind of stay-at-home guy. He was the guy who were with his father and mother while his brother Esau went out in the field. As such, Jacob was most likely the one to feed the, the flock of the family and to do those domestic chores, while while his brother Esau was the one that would travel the, the terrain and to go and look for wild game and to hunt and to 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 bring home his game at the end of the day. So we see that when when we go forward into Genesis 37, we see that Joseph was that kind of son as well. He was the one that was coming to the father while the brothers were still out in the field, bringing back tales as to what his brother was doing. So he said, where does that favoritism come from? I, th I think it, it, that favoritism starts out by a, a parent, sometimes where a parent identifies something in a child that reminds them of themselves. So what kind of things would parents identify? Because this is sort of, you think way back in Bible times, yes. feeding flocks may not be the stereotypical <laughs> thing parents are identifying in their children right now. Right. So what kind of things do you see in your practice that parents maybe subconsciously identify in their kids and pick them out as the favorite? Yes, yeah, so I see anything from the someone being picked out as a favorite because they're academically brilliant. They're the, the son or the daughter that gets straight A, whereas mom and dad or, or dad might have been academically brilliant as well. And so that child is a representation of the parent. And so they might look, to, look at that child as being somewhere fulfilling their own dreams, their own aspirations in life. So acad ac academically, well, I see that where academics are concerned, but I also see that in the arena of sports where the, the, the father might have been an aspiring hockey player and never quite make it in the NHL, but in the son, 
there is this there is this ability that he sees and so the son because he's the 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 athletic type and the one with the the ability to play hockey becomes the favorite of the father now you might have another son who is more uh into the arts and so this son is is treated differently from the father and so we we have in the area of academics we have in in the area of sports but there can be other areas well i've seen also uh things like this person is cute this person has uh, is so handsome or or this this girl is so pretty and so the the parents sometimes can favoritism can take place in a family because of of those three traits that I've mentioned, and I'm sure there are others as well. Mm-hmm. And so as these patterns develop, what kind of effect does this have on the family unit as a whole? Mm-hmm. When people are pegged out as the favorite for whatever reason, they're pretty, they're athletic, they're smart, whatever. Yes. How does that affect the family unit? Yeah. So when this starts happening within the family unit where a child has been pegged out as the favorite, I think you set up a situation where conflict is likely to arise with between siblings if they're if, if with the other siblings if if well they're usually aware of it and so conflict will arise so there might be conflict can happen in two ways right you can have conflict which are very overt like you can see you know someone keeps pulling someone's hair or their their physical fights but it can also happen in in a more passive way where children begin to not be as close with each other or becomes withdrawn someone withdraws never comes out of their room and you're wondering why is this child so disengaged with the rest of the family it might be that there's something that they're picking up that they are not as favored they are not as loved they are not as special as their other siblings and so you can you can have these conflict but you can also have uh the more subtle types of behavior that represent that there is an unhealthy dynamic in the family so i I'd, i'd suggest that probably for the most part if you were to go to a set of parents and say who's your favorite they'd probably say i don't have one i love right. i love them all the same And I think there's probably some genuineness in that statement. Right. Mm-hmm. But as you say, I th- a lot of this is happening subconsciously. Right. So people may have in their head, no, 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 I don't have favorites. I love my kids the same. Right. But maybe their actions are showing something different. Yes. And a lot of time people parents are unaware that their actions are speaking louder than their words. They might be saying I don't have a favorite, but the actions might show something totally different the extra time that you spend with one child so i think as parents we need to become very emotionally aware of our actions are affecting our children so what kind of steps can parents take specifically to get to that place where they are aware of what they're doing and how it's impacting on their kids and their family as a whole I think if if we if we look at this let, let me preface that by saying if we look at the story of of Jacob and his family uh, is a immediate family but if we also look at the past where he, he, his parents Isaac and Jacob and what was happening in that family context we see that Isaac and Rebecca was totally unaware of 
how their actions were affecting Esau and Jacob. We are told in Genesis 25 that Isaac had Esau as his favorite, and Rebekah had Jacob as her favorite. Now, in this story, we see a situation developing that eventually leads to Esau wanting to kill Jacob. And so when parents be become emotionally unaware, their actions do have negative consequences for, for the children and, and for the dynamic between them. So emotionally unaware parents, we, we see that it, it also continues from one generation to another. So Jacob was the, the recipient of favoritism as a child. Now we fast forward to him being a father, and we see that that favoritism is now displayed towards one of his sons, Joseph. And he's not even aware of it. If you read the account in Genesis 35, you see a situation developing where you talk about, ask about the consequences. We see a situation developing where Joseph is hated by his brothers for his actions. And we get this the, the picture that that Jacob is unaware of how his actions. Now you know something is you know a parent is totally unaware where you have this situation where the youngest child in biblical days it's the oldest son that would get more of the privilege and would have that 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 place as being the, the, the head among the, the children. But Joseph being the youngest son, and in that situation we are told that he was given a coat that his father made him a very special coat because he loved him more than the others in Genesis 37 verse 3. And so you have already he's he's the, the brothers are a little bit upset with him because he's, he's, he's carrying news of their activities back to, back to their father. But now, on top of that, he's now given a special coat to wear that none of the other brothers have. Now, you don't need to be a genius <laughs> to understand that you are setting up a, a firestorm in your house if you start behaving. Exactly. Uh, uh, the modern-day equivalent of sticking a thousand yes. gold stars on your special yes, favorite. Yes. And you're wondering why no one's liking yeah. them. So he has this very colorful coat that is specially made for him that sets him sets him apart from his other brothers. And jo Jacob is seems in the story to be totally unaware, emotionally unaware, that he's setting up a situation where there's going to be conflict and resentment by the other brothers. Mm -hmm. So what kind of steps can parents put in place um, so that positive relationships are developed between their kids and also between themselves and their children. So they're not showering them in gold stars and forgetting the others and getting nice jackets mm -hmm, and all those mm -hmm. those things that we've seen outlined in this story. Well, I think the first thing to do is to become aware. Instead of just doing things, think about your actions. What will this look like? If I spend this amount of time with this one child, even though it might be well 
deserved or might not deserve, but it might be needed is the word I'm looking for because of some extenuating circumstance, you still need to be aware of how it might come across to the other children because they might not be looking at it that, oh, my brother has this special need and so he needs more time with mom or uh, with mom and dad. The other children are going to be seeing it as he's getting all of mom's and dad's attention. So first of all, I think becoming aware can be a, a, a very, very good thing to do. And another thing I think can can that, that parents need to do is to start reading the nonverbals of your kids. Kids sometimes doesn't have the words to be able to say, I am feeling left out. I am feeling as if I don't matter, but they will start acting it out. And so if you see behaviors like withdrawals from a person withdrawing from the, the family or a change in action where someone that did used to do very well in school suddenly not doing well, it can be a cry for attention. And so parents need to be aware and to be in tune to those nonverbals. But I think more than anything else, try to encourage your kids to become emotionally intelligent by having talks with them. We did another show on emotional intelligence. So if you have not listened to that show, I would suggest that you you go to it and you you listen about how to develop emotionally intelligent children. But I think parents can just simply sit their kids down and start talking to them about how they are feeling. And I think those steps can be very healthy step. One of the dangers we see in this story is that this emotional unawareness can continue from one generation to the next. Mm-hmm. And, and we see that outlined, as you said earlier, in Jacob's behavior towards his own son as he became older. He carried forward that emotional unintelligence. Mm-hmm. But we also see it in Joseph in some ways. And I was wondering if you can touch a little bit about how Joseph displays this uh, lack of emotional intelligence. Absolutely. So if, we, if you think about it, we have this... This behavior by Jacob where he's emotionally unaware, just like his father Isaac and his mother Rebecca was before. So we see that coming down the generation where now as a father, he seemed to be totally oblivious as to what how his actions are impacting those around him. But now we have in his son Jacob this emotional unawareness that is now being displayed towards his brother. Now, Joseph in the story is 17. He's not five or 10 years old. He's old enough to understand, to have seen that his actions were affecting his brother. At 17, you you should be able to become sensitive to how your your actions are influencing those around you. But it seemed as if he didn't even recognize that his brother would not like him because he was telling on he was he was telling their fathers about their their activities that they didn't want their father to know about we see also the fact that joseph wearing this special coat and parading in this special coat just like his father he was unaware or emotionally unaware that this would set him apart as being a favorite and not being liked by his brother but what what really top this off in this story for Joseph that we can see like this 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 totally emotionally unaware person is that on top of that he now has this dream 
that showed that somehow he's going to be superior to his brother. And guess what? He went and he told his brother, guess what? I had this dream. And in this dream, basically, you guys are going to bow, bow down to me. Aren't you excited mm -hmm. to know that? Best dream ever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And he's just adding fuel to the he's, fire he's that's adding, already smoldering. He's adding fuel to the fire, Melissa, and he's not even aware of, of the fact that he's doing it. And it's no surprise that in verse 5 of Genesis 37, we are told that his brother hated him yet even more as a result of this dream. So a totally unaware, unaware son, just like his parents were unaware and just like his grandparents were before him. So these things passed down in family. And we, we, could, we have a lot more we could talk about in that show, but we have to wrap this episode here up here for, for today. Mm -hmm. It's great joining you, Michael. Yes. And I want to remind the, the listeners about the Step Depression Support Group that we'll be having starting uh, in October, October the 18th. Give us a call 613-699-1677. This group is designed to help you go through the winter season and to help you uh, develop good mental health coping strategies to help you go through this season. You can also find out more about it at our website at elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. And until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services, thanking you very much for listening and praying that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.